This is the WTRE Podcast with your hosts, Realtors, Aaron and Melody. Welcome to Real Estate. All right, everybody, welcome to Real Estate. It is Aaron, and I am back with my old friend, Jean Morenci from Perry Homes. Hey, guys, how are you doing? All right, so, you know, last time we were uh, we were here and we were talking, we were really just talking about, um, you know, we talked about the market a little bit. We talked about real estate. We talked about realtors kind of um, getting themselves out there, and we just barely started to touch on it. Uh, this time I want to talk about something a little bit different, and that is marketing yourself. Um, and we can talk about a couple things, right? And, and we can talk about the difference. And the, the two different things that I want to talk about is one, marketing. And secondly, lead generating. And marketing and lead generating are not the same thing, hmm. right? Um, I think that marketing is a way to get the leads. And then you know what to do with them once you got them, right? You right. know how to nurture those leads. So some of the things that, that I like to do for marketing, you know, it really starts with branding for me. Um, because I have an interest in it, because I enjoy branding and I like it, I wanted to set myself apart. I wanted people to see me and, you know, my wife and I are a team and I wanted them to see us as the Greeley group first. Right. I didn't want to see them to see us as, oh, they're just another couple of realtors with Keller Williams. Um, Because we are. But there are 350 agents in in my office, right? And I don't want to be one of 350. Right. So I wanted to be the Greeley group. And then we're part of Keller Williams, right? That's just my broker. That's it. But we own our own company, and it's our company first. Um, you know, whichever broker we land with in the future, whatever might be, whether we decide to become brokers ourselves. It's still the Greeley Group. It's still the Greeley Group. Right. Right. So I think that realtors and sales reps, too, um, you know, in your line of work, you need to set yourself apart. Right. And you need to do things that other people aren't doing. And I think that success in this career comes from doing the things that other people don't do. Or won't. Or won't do. Most importantly, won't do. Um, You said something the last time we were here, and uh, you said, who have you seen that sold a house from Facebook? And we both laughed and went, nobody. Right. (laughs) It's true. Facebook doesn't sell houses. Facebook does, though, help keep you in front of people and it keeps you top of mind. Uh, Things that I've read and things that I've known to be true is that when people are looking for a realtor, they're not always necessarily going out and trying to find the best realtor. They're not always going out and trying to find the realtor that's closed the most transactions or has the most experience. That's not typically how people work in this field. It's how they work in other things, but in real estate, they go with the first person they think of. Right. And marketing is making yourself the first person that they think of. Exactly right. And, and it's, it, I love that you said that, that marketing is not going to sell you a home. It just keeps you uh, first in mind. The, the biggest hurtful pain <laughs> is when your neighbor puts out a for sale sign and it's another realtor (laughs) or, or someone that, you know, from, from church or tennis club, right. They, you, you found out on Facebook that they sold a home, right? Right. (laughs) You find out some friend of yours listed their house 
you're pissed. Why didn't you call me? Oh, because the other guy's name popped up in my head first. Exactly. So you have to stay in front of people. Um, you know, and you have to do things a little bit differently, I think. And, and we do spend a little mo- bit of money on marketing and branding, and I think that it pays for itself. Um, an example of marketing, not lead generating, but marketing is an event that we're doing next Sunday. Uh, we're going out to this one-pot cook-off um, you know, that's going to have probably 750 people there. Okay. And, you know, we paid 50 bucks. We've got our giant tent and we're bringing out our banners and we're doing a little, you know, raffle giveaway. We've got our, you know, signage. We're going to have people take pictures, follow us on Instagram to get into the raffle, stuff like that. But it's just building that brand and building that brand recognition. And it is really just staying in front of people. And what you do with those leads, what you do with those, you know, names, phone numbers, email addresses that you get from events like this, that's the other thing that sets you apart. Correct. You know, it's, it's easy to go out and do these events and come back with 100 names and to put them in your database. What do you do with them? Yeah, that doesn't make you successful. You just got 100 names. You could have got that from the telephone book. That's exactly right. So then I think that's when the hard work starts, and it's sitting down and working those 100 names. Right. And, um, you know, we, we talked last time about it takes nine touches, you know, before somebody really makes a decision and uses you as a realtor um, or commits to selling or buying or whatever it might be. Getting that name is, you know, the first touch. You got eight more to go. Right. What are you going to do? And 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 for me, a touch isn't necessarily. Hey, do you want to sell your home? Hey, do you want to sell your home? Hey, do you want to sell your home? I mean, it. That's that's not it. You know, uh, a touch means exactly what you're talking about. You're somehow you came across their mind. That's it. That's it. That's all you have to do. You brought up a newsletter um, when we were talking one time. Mm-hmm. Your newsletter that you did. I do a newsletter as well. I don't put as much emphasis emphasis on it as I probably should. I should probably devote more time to it. You know, I always wonder how many people just see it and just delete it. Right. I wonder how many people, you know, now I can see who saw it and who opened it. Right. But I really wonder how many people actually looked at it versus just another email from whatever. And then they hit delete. But even with that, they saw your name pop up. Right. Your name came up and they connected your name with real estate, and that's a touch, right? And that is a touch. Now, maybe because I'm in the industry, I, uh, I have a, a little bit tiny different perspective. I have to try to think of it from the client's perspective. But, you know, I remember when um, um, Better Homes and Garden, they first started doing out newsletter. And I remember right. the first time I got a newsletter from one of my realtor contacts. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then, like two months later, three of my realtor contacts sent me the exact same newsletter with, with their face on it, and yeah. And now I have an I have emails full of these things, and it's just white right. noise. Right, it is white noise, and that's where you have to separate yourself. Exactly. And there's a company that uh, that does blog posts that way, and they approached me and they said, you know, we'll auto publish to your blog. And I said, okay, that's great. They're like, it's a free service. It comes with, you know, being a part of Keller Williams, this and that. And we will auto-push blog posts monthly to your blog. And I'm like, well, that's, that's great. 
but when it's not really my content, it is just white noise. Exactly. And I said, what are you going to do to prove to me that whichever blog post you put on my blog that month isn't the exact same one that you put on the other 324 agents in my office's blog, right? And he said, oh, you know, we've got 500 or so, and, you know, we mix them up a little bit, and we try to make sure that everybody... But I think that you have to be a little more creative than that. Right. I think that you have to be a creator of content. Yes. Um, Whether it's doing something, you know, I mean, obviously this podcast is for other realtors and other people in the industry. Um, It's not for our our clients, our buyers, our sellers. But um, I think that you do have to be a creator of content and you have to separate yourself. Part of, you just gave an example of next week what you're doing. Uh, again, my, my whole focus in this business is about building relationships. You, you have to meet people where they are, not expect them to meet you where you are. Right. And getting out into the community, doing different things, it's a conversation starter. I mean, the, the person who comes to, to your booth maybe isn't necessarily looking for a realtor at that That's point right. in time, but they get to meet you. They get to know you. And, and now when that happens, they remember this guy who you've been continually touching every now and then. So about those touches, it needs to be about life. It needs to be about you. It doesn't, everyone doesn't need to be about real estate. You, when you meet them, hopefully there was something interesting that happened. And I think it needs to be genuine. Yes. That's the most important thing. Did I ever tell you how I sold my first house? No, no. Tell me. Um, it was a guy that I, I would, you know, someone that I, I've met, but not someone that I have a relationship with. It wasn't a, a good friend or anything like that. Got you know, it. it was just an acquaintance from years ago. And it all came from bumping into him at line at Home Depot. Right. I'm in line at Home Depot, or actually I was walking into Home Depot. He was in line. And I stopped and I was like, hey, how are you? What are you up to? Five minute conversation. What are you doing these days? I'm a realtor. Really? We kept talking. We kept talking. You know, I might be thinking about selling my house. Really? That conversation led to, you know, the follow up and the follow up and staying in touch. And you know what? Three months later, we sold his house. Now, tell me, the follow-up and staying in touch, were you calling him so you're ready to sell your home? You're ready to sell your home? Never once did I mention selling his home in that. Right. You know, there's... Um, I'll go back to some of this this training stuff that, you know, I, I've mentioned before that, you know, when you go to... When you go through a great training program, they probably throw 50 things at you and you pick out the one or two things that work. And where I really butted heads <laughs> with our, our coach, our teacher, our instructor, where I really butted heads is that she was of the opinion of just do it, whether it was make the phone call and stick to some ridiculous script or writing a handwritten note to people, which I love to do and I still do. Right. And they were going for quantity over quality, and I could not make myself do that. Right. And they're like, well, why did you only send out six letters instead of ten? Because I took time to write them. Right. Personally. They were personal letters. It they wasn't were, the same script. That's exactly right. Right. 
And then I've had other agents, successful agents, but I've had other agents say to me, oh, man, just have your daughter write those things out. <laughs> you got kids. Right. Just have your daughter bang out some handwritten letters. Right. Why don't you just have your daughter write, you know, hey, just want to let you know that I'm in real estate now. I'm a realtor, blah, 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 blah. If you're looking to buy, and it all, I mean, it's so scripted. I hate scripts. Right, right. And I will never buy into this, the script thing. So I've read them all. I've studied them enough. I know the scripts, but I have never once gone off of a script. I know what the talking points are, and I know what talking points would lead into a conversation, but I cannot. The worst thing ever is, hello, my name is Aaron. (laughs) I wanted to let you know of an exciting opportunity. I'm now a realtor with Keller Williams Realty. Are you or do you know anyone looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate? Come on, man. You know me for 30 years. Right, right. If I called you out of the blue after knowing me and how we communicate with each other, if I ever called you out of the blue and came at you with a script. Well, first of all, if I didn't, if I didn't know how the uh, real estate business work, I would think, oh, Aaron just started a new job and his boss is listening to him make phone calls. Exactly right. That's exactly right. That is exactly what it is. So, you know, Aaron, why don't you come to script practice at eight o'clock every morning? No, man, I can't do it. I can't do it. There are those that are very successful because they are capable of taking those scripts and turning them into their own and sounding non-rehearsed and making it sound like it is just flowing part of a conversation, right. you know, and, and that's great. And they can be successful with that. For me, I just like to have the conversation. Yeah. You and I, I talked uh, the other day about personality profiles and how, oh man. you know, we're talking about the, the disc and how everyone's yeah. different. We, and, and, um, you know, training programs are great, but not everyone operates. No. In, in the same manner, and, no. and I agree with you. When I get when I get those uh, uh, realtor business cards and I flip it over, and it's like the biggest compliment that you can. It's like, come on, come man. on, man. You, you know, come I mean, on, man. You I, know. I get it, but but if if for me, if I don't receive that in a conversation, right? If I don't say, you know, again, if you and I are talking, I'd say, hey, buddy, did I do a good job? Do you like it, man? Send me somebody else, right? If you like the way I take care, I took care of you then anyone who's looking, you make sure that they know my name. That's it. And yeah, it's funny because I'm, I'm obviously I'm a super high I. Right. Um, I have zero C. <laughs> I mean, like I, I did one of those. Did you marry a C? No. Okay. No, no. I don't think I's and C's can get along at all. Yeah, well, right? <laughs> like, no, I didn't. Uh, she's a high S. Okay. Um, no, I don't think either of us really have a whole lot of C, honestly. And and I did one. I've, I've done several, and I've done classes. I've taken disc classes in the past, and this and that. I love it. I'm somewhat fascinated by it. But um, different ones have different measurements. And yeah. uh, I did one that actually gave measurements that were in percentages. And I think I was like 2% C, something like that. I, I don't even think I hit 3%. So, so no, following someone's script... When you're two percent C, right. eh, it probably doesn't work. Right. So maybe the instructor should have taught me a little bit differently because that comes at you have to know who you're talking to, yeah, right? Exactly. It goes from you being a trainer, knowing your audience and how you're going to train them, right. just like it goes me talking to a client. Right. 
And when I have that engineer in front of me that's super high C, I have to adapt. I love that you said that. In training, you know, we, we teach them there's four things that you're going to have to become a master at. Know your product, know your client, know your competition, and for us, know your realtors because yeah. you, you guys are our clients also. Sure. And, and, and those four, chains, four things are constantly changing. And if you don't understand how your client likes to be talked to, how they like to be touched, yeah. you, you know, then you're going to miss it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, it's exactly right. So, yeah, you know, going back to those handwritten letters that I got in trouble because I didn't write enough of. Um, Have you made any sales? From a handwritten letter? No, just in general. Oh, yeah, I made tons of sales. Okay, good. Yeah, right. I do well. <laughs> keep, keep it up, buddy. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, exactly. Thanks. Um I did find a love for sending those letters, though. Yeah. And I, I did find that there's something about a genuine handwritten letter that's lost in our culture today. Yep. And I sent one to a friend of mine. And, um, you know, she's, she's a chef. And um, she and her husband had just opened a brand new restaurant. And it had been opened a month or so, maybe two. And... I hadn't had a chance to, to go by and see her. You know, I just hadn't, I hadn't made it over there. She's, she's in Greenway Plaza. I'm out in Katy and you know, I just hadn't made it into town to see her. Right. So, you know, she's had a lot of successes. I know she was on the food network and she won that show chopped and she's been very successful. And I just, I felt badly that I hadn't made it into town and I sent her a letter and I spent, you know, a few minutes writing it. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm so proud of what you've been doing. And I'm so excited for you. I'm so happy for you and, you know, and Patrick and, um, you know, keep it up, keep doing what you're doing. You're awesome. Um, I'll be by soon. I'm so sorry that I haven't made it over to see you. And I sent it, you know, and I think that maybe it just hit her at how how long did it take you to write that letter? Five minutes. Okay. If, 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 if she got 20 letters from friends, yeah. Do you, I mean, just, you know, skip that. The fact that you took five minutes and you were able to touch her in such a personal way. Sure. You're about to say, I didn't mean to cut you off, but what was the reaction? She called me the next day, almost in tears. Yeah. Two days later when she got it in the mail, whatever it was, almost in tears. And it just hit her at the right time when she needed that. Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the exactly what you're talking about you know people are hit and miss they they, we know if you're in sales everyone knows to write a handwritten letter the problem is that everyone's handwritten letter is is the same thing right when do you get a letter you you get it on your birthday Mm -hmm. you get it on christmas you you know when i get these letters around i don't even i'm sorry for anyone who i know is listening i don't know (laughs) I don't open your, your Christmas card because right. I know it's a Christmas card. Right. Um, um, on my birthday, when I get all these, hey, congratulations, happy work anniversary. And stuff. I mean, that, that's, that's nice. But you know what's better? February 18th, go to the mail like, oh, what's this? Right. Aaron sent me a, 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 a letter. That's, yep. Those are the ones that yeah. mean something. Because yeah. you weren't doing it because you were supposed to do it. Right. You're doing it because it came from the heart. And right. that's what a touch is. It is. What I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. I, be genuine. Yes. Be genuine. Be yourself. Know your relationship. I know my relationship with her. I know my relationship with you. Right. And just 
be yourself, be genuine, be that relationship. And sometimes, yeah, a handwritten note might just, you know, out of nowhere, you get a handwritten note from me. Hey, hope you're doing great. Haven't talked to you in a little while. Love you, buddy. Come on, man. That's it. Yeah. That's it. But for them to actually tell me, oh, just have your daughter do it. You just got (laughs) to pump them out, man. Crank them out. Crank them out. Oh, you went and looked at a model home? Have your daughter write that that salesperson a a note that just says, "Hey, thanks for showing me the model home." Right. So let me let me tell you what I teach my people okay. on on these touches. Number one, it goes back to the time that you guys were together. Stop trying to sell them a home. Right. Be present. Right. Be present in the conversation. Don't just listen to what they tell you. Listen to what they don't say. Right. Be observant. Pretend like this is your three-year-old little child who's talking to you or five-year-old little child is talking to you after the first day of school. Be attentive and pay attention to everything. Now, when you write them a letter, don't talk about the home. Don't right. talk about this. Right. Bring, go, if, if they have a, a Labrador boxer mix, go Google something about Labrador boxer mix. Right. And, hey, I was just thinking about you and... And, and, and Felipe, and, um, you, you know, mention this, mention that, you know, w- whatever. Give them a personal touch right. that you're not trying to sell them. You're just showing them that I heard you. Right. I paid attention to you because that's the person when it's time to do business, they want to do business with. That's it. That's it. That is it. It's that simple. Be genuine. Make the phone call. <laughs> You know, make the phone call, but don't make the phone call (laughs) if you or anyone you know are looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate. Right. Don't do that, man. I, oh, don't do it. Be yourself. Be yourself. Um, There's one thing that I did like, um, and I've mentioned this phrase to you before, but there's one phrase that Keller Williams does use that I really do like. And uh, it goes back to what we're talking about, but it's come from contribution. So explain what that means. Well, it goes back to what we're saying, where when you do make that touch, whether it is through a letter, a phone call, you know, an email, whatever it is, the way that you would communicate with that person, right? Try to add value to that conversation instead of making it simply about do you know someone that's looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate? It doesn't even have to be about real estate. Right. They know I'm a realtor. If I've done my job at all, that person knows that I'm a realtor. Right. Right? Instead, when you reach out, and, and you know some of the examples that they use I don't like because I think that they drift from being genuine. Right. But it's, okay, so when you send out that newsletter, give them a home tip. Or, you know, wrap your pipes, wrap your outdoor pipes because it's going to freeze or eh, whatever. Give them some kind of a home tip, something home. I, I, I deviate from that. Right. I don't think that everything you do has to be home related just because we're in the home business. Right. I like what you said earlier. You sent out a newsletter at Christmas time, went to everybody, and it was about here's some great, you know, gift ideas for whoever. Right. right? And- Teenage boys and you know, elementary school daughters, whatever it might be. And that's the thing. 
you know why I sent out that newsletter? Because I had a teenage boy and I'm an elementary school daughter, and I was thinking, you know, exactly. this is great. Again, it was just a touch, and and they opened it because they know when they get an email from me, right. it's not always that I have this home on sale, this BTSA. Yep. There's going to be some, I mean. Yep, this I try is my inventory. Right. This is, yeah, yeah, okay, great. I, I try to make them laugh. I try to give them something right. motivational, but that's my personality. Right. And so. They need to get to know me through what I'm saying right. so that they get to know me so that they want to do business with That's me. it. And they're never going to get to know you if you're just blasting out the same content as everybody else. Exactly right. It's that simple. They're not going to get to know you. And, you know, social media is huge. We've laughed about it. No, I've never sold a house off of Facebook. Right. But you do have to be present yep. Very on true. Facebook. And all of your posts don't have to be a picture of the house that you just closed on or a picture of your new listing. I do put new listings out there. Right. You know, I want people to know that it's there available, but you gotta, you gotta bring more than that. So, um, my tip for, for the day. So for all the, um, um, new home sales professionals that might be listening when you're going out and doing your realtor event, this, it's the same thing. Don't, don't go stand in front of a bunch of realtors and tell them about your inventory, tell them about your BTSA and your water home sites and the price. Because if you're talking to a group of 100, maybe one will have a client who's looking today in your neighborhood uh, at your price range at, at, at that exact time. And what happens? 99 people are, are tuning you out. Why not talk to them about something that 100% can use, right? Why not give a conversation that um, has meaning outside of I'm trying to sell a home? Give a conversation that teaches them about you, and you tell them, "Listen, um, you know, thanks for your time. I'm going to be in the back if you have any questions. By the way, I do. You know, I'm supposed to tell you I work in this neighborhood. I have homes from this price to this right. price. If you have any questions, I'll be in the back. I'll be more than happy." Two groups of people are going to walk up to you. The first group of person is going to be that one person who has a client right. in that price range, right. and then the other group is going to be five or six or seven realtors are going to come up to you and say, "Man." Thank you for that presentation. This was the best that we've yeah. heard. You know, I never thought about this. And they're communicating with you because it wasn't white noise. That's exactly right. And those are the people you're looking for. That's it. So there you go. You came from Contribution. You got it, buddy. And we got another podcast done. <laughs> I will uh, see you soon. Thanks for coming in, man. Anytime, bud. Talk All to right. you soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye. for listening be sure to check out the next episode of the wtre podcast and please remember to rate us on itunes if you like what you heard